0: Everything is inspired by the teachings of his divine grace, A. C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who is the founder achari of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Our topic today is stay thirsty. As you probably know, our body is made up of 80% water. It's essential to ourselves, our skin, our organs. Therefore, Krishna, God, put inside us a natural instinct to drink water. There's a mechanism that sends signals to our brain, tells us when we're thirsty. And when we drink water and we get hydrated, we feel great, everything's fine. Sometimes, we've all experienced that we ignore the signal. We're distracted, we get otherwise engaged. If that signal is suppressed long enough, what happens is the body will quit sending the signal. It'll go into a different mode, thinking that water is scarce in the surrounding environment. It adapts and begins to conserve water. A leading expert whose clients are mainly depressed, suffering from fatigue, lack of direction in their life, notes one common factor about all of them is that they're chronically dehydrated. And when he asks them, why they don't drink water? Their response is, I'm just not thirsty. So I believe the natural parallels the spiritual. Krishna created us to be thirsty, physically and spiritually. In the Bhagavad Gita 7th chapter 8th verse, he says, Rasho ham sasi God says, I am the taste of water. And Prabhupada says, our guru, water is drunk By all living entities, animals, birds, beasts, man, human being, demigods, everybody drinks water, no exceptions, therefore water is needed so much. I don't know how many of you know our African gray parrot who stays downstairs. We've Got him covered up right now so he doesn't talk during the whole lecture. Parrots need about, they need about 12 hours of sleep. So after I I come and do the RT and chant my rounds in the morning, I lift the covering cloth from his cage And every day, without fail, he says, Ramu wants water. Ramu wants water. (laughs) Ramu, you got a whole dish of water. You don't want water. He sees the reaction. He sees that he gets a rise out of us. So he says, Ramu wants water. I think what he actually means is food because he's got plenty of water in his cage. Prabhupada says that water is needed so much and Krishna, just like Ramu doesn't really need water because he's got a whole bottle of water in his cage, But Krishna has provided water abundantly for agriculture, for washing, for laundry, even for watering the grass, for showering, what to speak of drinking. If you don't get a glass of water every so often, you're going to die. Prabhupada talks about water is particularly valued in the war field, in fighting. When there's no water and they're thirsty, the soldiers die. Why is water so valuable? Because, among other things, it has a nice taste. You're thirsty, you drink a cup of water, and you say, oh, thank God. Well, there you go. So Krishna says, I am that taste of water, that life-giving taste of water. I am, Krishna says. So if you've learned this Krishna-conscious philosophy and you drink water, then you think there is Krishna. Now that same Krishna God has put dreams in our hearts. He's given us goals to pursue. Even when we're in difficulties, there's something that Krishna put inside us that tells us we're supposed to outlast. We're supposed to surmount. We're supposed to overcome. Spirit is greater than matter. But when we've gone through disappointments, when it's taken longer than we thought, when we didn't get the promotion. When the pandemic hits, throws things off, it's easy, would you agree with me, to lose your thirst. Maybe you used to be passionate about getting into shape, passionate about starting a new business, about meeting the right person, starting that mission, but you've had some setbacks. That door didn't open. Now, settled where you are, thinking, maybe it wasn't meant to be. Maybe I didn't understand correctly. Can I tell you today that Krishna, or God, did not create you to live in mediocrity? Can I tell you that Krishna did not create you just to go through the motions of life without any passion? I heard a joke. A small boy was sent to bed by his father. Five minutes later, Dad! What? I'm thirsty. Can you bring a cup of water? No, you had your chance. Sun lights out. Five minutes later, Dad! Dad! Why? I'm thirsty. Can I have a drink of water? I told you, no. If you ask again, I'm going to have to spank you. Five minutes later, Dad, when you come in to spank me, can you bring a cup of water? (laughs) You have to get thirsty again. Even though the dream hasn't come to pass, it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Just because you haven't met the right person yet doesn't mean they're not on the way. Just because the medical report hasn't improved, it doesn't mean that healing is not en route. It is said, Krishna or God satisfies the thirsty soul with all good things. Now, if you're going to see good things, healing, breakthroughs, favor, you've got to stay Thirsty, what is that? Keep believing for your dreams, keep expecting new doors to open, keep declaring favor over your life, keep speaking promises over your health. God doesn't put dreams in your heart that he doesn't know how to bring to pass. There is not a problem facing you that he can't get you out of. The real question is, are you thirsty? Krishna is longing. To do good to the people who are looking for His goodness. Are you looking for His goodness? Expecting favor, believing to rise higher, to accomplish what it is that He's put in your heart. Now, God or Krishna meets us at the level of our expectations. If you expect nothing, then guess what? You're going to receive exactly the same. But when you're thirsty, when you say, Krishna, I don't see how, but I know you can do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I can ask or think. Krishna, I know the medical report doesn't look good, but I also know that you're the Lord, my healer. Business is slow during the pandemic, but I'm not going to give up on my dreams. I know you're my provider. You can make rivers in the desert. Oh, in the sixth canto of the Bhagavatam, we read about vrta Although in his previous life he was a great king and practically a demigod, unfairly he was cursed by Shiva's wife Parvati to take his next birth in a lower demoniac species. And in that environment he didn't have much chance to get together and chant Hare Krishna. He didn't have any devotee friends, no sadhu sangha, no prasadam, no kirtans. And yet he had one quality – which more than counteracted all the disadvantages. He had one quality that restored him to even higher than his former glory. Guess what that one quality was? It was a thirst to have the Lord once again in the center of his life. His thirst for the Lord burned off all of the bad karmic reactions and brought him out better than he was before. He says these words, O my Lord, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, when will I again be able to be a servant of your eternal servants who find shelter only at your lotus feet? Lord of my life, may I again become their servant so that my mind will always think of your transcendental attributes. My words glorify always those attributes and my body always engaged in the service of your Lordship. The next verse we find this. Ajata eva yaya chava eva sam. O lotus-eyed Lord, three examples he gives. As baby birds that have not yet developed their wings always look for their mother to return to feed them. Second example. As small calves tied with ropes wait Anxiously the time of milking when they will be allowed to drink the milk of their mothers. And third example, as a young morose wife whose husband is always away from home, always longs for him to return and satisfy her in all respects, I, Lord, simile, always thirst for the opportunity to render devotional service to you. And when you thirst... You don't have to figure out how it's going to happen. You don't have to make it happen. You don't have to stay up at night trying to figure things out. All you have to do is believe. It is said Krishna satisfies not the doubting soul, not the negative soul, not the passive soul. He satisfies the thirsty soul with all good things. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hadi Ram, Hadi Ram, 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 Hadi No, I'll admit it. We're not talking about an average thirst where a drink of water sounds good after a long walk or after mowing the lawn, working in the yard on a hot day. We're talking about really, really, really being thirsty when your tongue sticks to the roof of your mouth and you have to peel your lips off your teeth and all you can think about is water. A few years ago, A young Marine Corporal named Joey Mora was standing on the platform aircraft carrier patrolling the Iranian sea, incredibly fell overboard. Nobody even noticed that he was gone until roll call 36 hours later. They started a search and rescue mission and that was given up after an additional 24 hours because nobody can survive in the sea without a life jacket after 60 hours. Even his parents were notified that he was missing and presumed dead. The rest of the story is one of those truth is stranger than fiction stories. Four Pakistani fishermen found Joey Morris 72 hours after he'd fallen into the ocean. He was treading water, clinging to a makeshift flotation device made from his trousers. Delirious when they pulled him into the fisher boat. His tongue was dry and cracked, his throat parched. He told an unbelievable story of an incredible will to live said it was God who kept him struggling to survive. And all that time, one thought inflamed his body, screamed in his mind, pounded in his brain, water, water. Now, have you ever been thirsty to that degree? That's what we're talking about. And we're not just talking about being thirsty for HTO. We all are thirsty. Thirsty to feel and to give love. Thirsty to experience happiness and joy. Thirsty for meaning and significance in our life. And when we come to the temple, the church or the mosque, we come to worship, we're surrounded by an ocean of living water. We sing the names of God in the association of like-minded people. We hear scripture. We take sacred, consecrated food together. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hari, Hari. Hari Rama, Hari Rama. Rama, Rama, Rama Hari. When we hear Srimad Bhagwatam stories of victor Sura, Bhagavad Gita, they hydrate our spiritual selves. We are sat ananda not these material bodies. We are inner spirits made of eternality, knowledge, and bliss. So our thirst, naturally, is to live eternally. Our thirst is to get full knowledge. Our thirst is to experience unlimited happiness. Our thirst is to live eternally. That is being hampered by this body. Knowledge, bliss, and eternity. We do not obtain any of those through this material body, which is just the opposite. Temporary, miserable, and full of Ignorance. This body is not the instrument to quench our transcendental spiritual thirst. Prabhupada says that because there is nil knowledge of the soul in the world today, we tend, generally speaking, to have Sahara desert souls, dry, parched souls. And as a society, we are chronically dehydrated not tasted spiritual knowledge, bliss, and eternity in so long that the thirst has gone away. Now, the thinking has adapted to the environment. We've lowered our expectations, diluted our dreams, thinking, this is not what I wanted, but I guess it's good enough. At least I'm making it. Can I tell you, good enough is not your destiny krishna god put greatness in you he has an awesome future in store but one of maya the enemy's favorite tricks is to numb your thirst to try to deceive you into not wanting any more not believing to get well not pursuing your dream not expecting to start that mission or meet the right person and if maya can deceive you into going through life with no thirst, no passion, no zeal thinking that you've seen your best days that's going to keep you from your purpose. Our encouragement is don't fall into that trap get thirsty again. start dreaming again, believing again. start hoping again. Well true. I tried it once but it didn't work out. Try again. Well true the medical report says I'm not going to get well. We have another report. And that is that Krishna says that he's restoring health back to you. Weapons may be formed against you, but we have good news. They're not going to prosper when you have the names of the Lord on your lips. When you're thirsty, angels go to work. When you're thirsty, miracles are set into motion. When you're thirsty, Krishna will make things happen that you couldn't make happen on your own. Our question obviously is, are you thirsty? Or have you let circumstances suppress your faith? Who told you that you couldn't get well? Who told you you couldn't start that mission? Who told you that you've reached your limits? Who told you this is as good as it gets? Don't let other people numb your thirst. Don't let what you see talk you out of what Krishna's promised. Don't. Give up on the dream that he put in your heart. Don't let mistakes that you've made in the past convince you to live self-condemned with no passion. Get your thirst back, get your fire back. Krishna or God is still on the throne. He didn't change his mind about what he promised you. God doesn't abort dreams. They may not have happened on your timetable. There may have been disappointments, setbacks. Can I tell you, they didn't stop the promise. Maya would love to convince you to live dehydrated, not expecting, not hoping. Don't believe those lies. Stay thirsty. Now, sometimes Krishna or God will ask you to do things that you don't understand just so you'll get your thirst back. When we've been dehydrated for a long time, we haven't stretched our faith, we haven't believed for favor, for healing, Krishna will ask us to do something out of the ordinary. Krishna asked Indra, the king of the heavenly planets, to kill Ritrasura. Krishna personally assured him that he would be successful. He gave him an impenetrable set of armor called Narayana Kavacha and he also empowered Indra's Vraja, or his thunderbolt. He sent Indra off to kill Ritasura. However, when Indra saw this huge demon whose head was touching the sky, he lost his courage. He said, this is beyond my capacity. This guy is too much. Even though I have all these assurances, I'm not exactly sure that I can accomplish this mission, which Krishna has commissioned me to do. Then, when Vritasura indicated a willingness to die, Vritasura gave Indra a pep talk. He said, you can do this, you can do this, I don't really want to continue living in this demon's body, your mission has been blessed and empowered by the Lord, so just go ahead, go ahead and kill me. Indra lightened up, he saw the big picture, and he said, Britta you have surmounted the illusory energy of the Lord, and because of this, you've given up the demonic mentality, I see that you're actually an exalted devotee of the Lord. Demons are generally conducted by the lower modes of passion and ignorance. What a wonder it is to me that although you're in a demon family, a demon body, your mind thirsts for the service of the supreme personality of Godhead who is always situated in pure goodness. It is said that for a person who's fixed in the devotional service of the Lord, the Lord of highest auspiciousness, that person swims in an ocean of nectar. And the question is asked of what use for that person are the favors, the blessings that come in small little ditches. Here's the key in life, how many ditches you dig is going to determine how many favors Krishna is going to be able to fill your life with. The only thing that limits God is our capacity to receive His goodness. If you have a little vision, then you're going to see little favor. If you believe just to make it through this year, then you're just going to struggle through the year. Why don't you dig some more ditches? Why don't you get more thirsty? Krishna, I'm believing not just to survive this year, but I want overflow. I want to have a blessed, productive, favor-filled year. Krishna, I'm not learning to just live with this sickness. I'm believing for total health, complete victory, that I want to run and not be weary. And yes, we've all had setbacks. Life has thrown us curves. But that doesn't mean that we have to then give up and live dehydrated. We have to still be thirsty. We have to still believe that what was meant for our harm, Krishna is turning to our advantage that our latter days better than our former days, that Krishna going to take us from glory to glory. Don't dig one little ditch. Get yourself a bulldozer. Dig some big ditches. Make room for Krishna to do big things in your life. What he has in store for you is more than you can imagine. Don't talk yourself out of it. Dare to trust him. If you'll do what he's asking, you'll see water increase abundance like you've never seen. Notice the principle, though. You have to be thirsty before Krishna will fill you. You have to say in faith, Krishna, I'm thirsty. Yes, we're in a desert, but I believe you can bring water. I don't see a way, but I know that you, Lord, can make a way. And Krishna on his part says, just stay thirsty, keep chanting, keep me first place, and I will show you good things. I will fill you with health, with water, with abundance. And when you've been without water for days, you haven't seen good breaks, so to speak, in a long time. Difficulties are not turning around. Dreams aren't coming to pass. And it's easy to let that numb your thirst where you become chronically dehydrated. One touch of God's favor and all your ditches can be instantly filled. This doesn't happen for people who are passive, Or are complacent, true. Why should I dig some ditches? There's not even a cloud in the sky. Why should I get my hopes up? Look what I've been through. Look what didn't work out. Look how big these enemies are. This is an obstacle. That's just my trying to numb your thirst, convince you to settle for less than what Krishna has for you. You have to stir up your faith and say, Krishna, I believe that what you started in my life, you will finish. I haven't seen my best days that the path of the righteous is getting brighter and brighter. It's easy to coast in life. It's easy to sit back and say, God's been good to me. I'm grateful. I'm content. That's good. But God's not finished with you. You have seen his blessings. You've seen his favor. But you haven't really seen anything yet. Why? Because Krishna God performs his greatest victories, not in your past, but always in your future. They asked Frank Lloyd Wright, one of the most famous architects in all of history. He was interviewed towards the end of his career and a reporter asked him out of all of his buildings that he'd built, which one was his favorite. Without missing a beat, he said, my next one. (laughs) He had all the success in the world, but see, he was still thirsty. He knew that his best designs were still out in front of him. So don't let the successes of the past keep you from stretching to the fullness of your destiny in the future. Finishing up here, there was a little frog. He lived in the bottom of a well. He was happy enough. Every day he would play in the water, splash around, have fun. He thought he had all the water in the world. Life was good. But one day he looked up, saw a light at the top of the well. He decided to check it up. Very cautiously he climbed up and he peered out over the edge of the well. much to his surprise, he saw a pond. Couldn't believe it. Never seen so much water. He hopped a little further and he saw a lake. He couldn't fathom that much water. Then he went a little bit further and he came to the ocean. He looked down and as far as he could see, miles and miles and miles of water. Here he thought he'd had all the water in the world in his little pond, but what he had was not, in fact, even A drop in the bucket. Like that little frog, it's easy to get satisfied in our own little well. We're happy. Krishna's been good to us. We have no complaints. But can I tell you, there's so much more. Krishna has oceans of favor, oceans of grace, oceans of opportunities. How are you going to access it? Stay thirsty. Be grateful for where you are and at the same time release your faith for the new things that Krishna has in store. Many times our consciousness is limited to the environment in which we were raised. How we were raised, how much our parents had, the friends that we hang around with. We can get comfortable with a limited vision, comfortable with lack, dysfunction, addictions become the norm because it's all we've seen. How about getting out of your well. How about looking out over the edge and seeing some of the new things Krishna wants you to do? If you found out like that little frog that you are satisfied way too easily, that you lost your thirst because you quit stretching your faith, you quit believing to rise higher, you quit trying to overcome what's holding you back, let's make this prayer this evening. Krishna, make us thirsty again. Thirsty to know you in a greater way. Thirsty to rise out of addictions, mediocrity. Thirsty to set new levels. Thirsty to go where no one in our family has ever gone before to become the men and women of faith that you created us to be. When you feel something stirring in your spirit, an unrest, that's Krishna, God, talking to you. That's God saying there's more in store. There are greater things to accomplish. Don't push that down. Don't ignore it. Thinking, I don't want to stretch. I'm comfortable. Because if you do that long enough, you're going to numb the thirst. It's going to go away. That's why many people today are living below their potential. But when you're thirsty, you'll see God show out in your life. Bring water without rain. Open doors that you could have never dreamed would open. Take you further than you've ever imagined. How are you? Thirsty today, ask yourself. Or have you gotten complacent? Put your dreams on hold, become passive. Well, maybe one day I'll get my fire back. You're dehydrated. Not physically, but spiritually. Your thirst has been numbed. When you push those dreams down so long, you lose your natural inclination to drink. Well, I believe today Krishna brought you here to revive, to bring back your thirst. Dreams are waking up again. I believe that what Krishna promised you is still alive on the inside. Some of you have chanted consistently and regularly and honored the Lord through his holy name. Some of you have kept believing even when the odds were against you. You kept thanking Krishna when there was no sign of a breakthrough. You kept digging ditches when there were no clouds. You kept praising when you could have been complaining. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hari Hari, Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari Hari. Krishna saw your faith, he saw your dedication, and what he promised is still going to come to pass. It's not too late, you're not too old, the obstacle is not too big. You're about to see a soon moment, something unusual, uncommon that you didn't see coming. Water without rain, rivers in the desert, stay passionate. Keep believing for the fullness of your destiny because you're thirsty. I believe Krishna is going to fill your life with good things, promotion, healing, breakthroughs, the right people, the fullness of your destiny in this life, and next life, back to home, back to God. Thanks very much for your kind attention. If you receive this message, chant with me. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, 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 Hari Hari.